I always tell my clients I love them because I really do. It's not that, it's not that hard to fall in love. It's so easy to fall in love. Right. And I think that if there's anything I've learned in all my years of coaching is how easy it is to fall in love with people, with people, with human beings. podcast where we peel back the bull crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. When I went back and listened to the first episode I recorded with today's guest, I heard someone who was in their head reading from scripted questions and generally nervous being in uncharted territory. And of course, I mean me. I was only on my second episode, uh, it's what, four years ago, this coming October, and listening to that conversation highlighted for me just how different I was, um, not just who I am and how I am on these podcast episodes, but also different to uh, how my guest was showing up at the time. Since we first met in September 2013, she's been someone... Uh, who I really appreciate being connected with. I consider her a, a, a good friend. We don't talk that often, but she is somebody who I'm so grateful that she exists in my life. She's someone I always consider just like she comes across really grounded, assured, calm. Um, and I know back then in that first interview, I described her as a real powerhouse of a coach. And I really feel that. I always feel her presence when I do have the privilege of getting on a call with her. Um, one of the things I experienced in being coached by her a few times um, through the, the Steve Chandler school we were in back in 2014 was um, the power of making agreements with my clients. And at the same time, yeah, being in the presence of an immense grounded love and, and like the belief in me. And that had such an impact on my own coaching at the time. You know, she is somebody I greatly admire. She walks her talk. She continues to invest in her own development. We just touched on that in our conversation of what she has going on right now, what she's involved in now. And yeah, she gives back in abundance to this profession. So yes, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome back for a Coaching Life Revisited, uh, my dear friend, Karen Davis. Hello. Hello. Thank you, Phil. Thank you for the beautiful introduction. That was great. Thank you. So happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I guess I'm going to start um, yeah, jogging your memory. When we recorded that first episode, which was probably fairly early October um, 2016, you were mm -hmm. about, I think, so we, I don't know if that, was that your first ACS, the one that we were on together? Because I only did it once. That was the very first ACS, January of 2014. Yes, we were still... in the Prosperous Couch Intensive together with Rich yeah. and Steve. That's where yeah. we met. Yeah. 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 That was, oh gosh. And I look back at that guy almost like, oh, that little, like a little boy, really. It's how it feels like so much has happened yeah. uh -huh. since then. Um, yeah, yeah, I look back at him with much compassion, really, for what, what he had going on, and it was, it, it really was 
so impactful. It's like, I can't use words really to describe the immensity of just being in somebody's presence like you who had been in this game for quite some time. I've really, I've only been dabbling. I say I've been coaching professionally for 15 years and like technically it's true. People started paying me to be coached by me part-time in 2005, but it wasn't really until 2013 and then 2014 that it really changed. I know there was a moment in the ACS where Karen and Freya Jones challenged me to like, come on, Phil, when are you going to step into being professional? So, okay, we'll come back to that, the ACS. Gosh, so amazing. Um, yeah, so I think, what I, you know, listening to the episode, it, I, it you had shared that you were about to go through your third, go through the ACS for a third time. Uh-huh. And um yeah, we'd met again, I think, at what was a Reinventing Yourself weekend, Steve Chandler yes. event, and you were about, you were either in the process or about to start organizing the next one. You were only yes. that, having brought half the room with you for the first one. Uh-huh. So when you look back at that, when you look back at what was going on for you, when you look back at your life, when you look back, look back at your coaching life, yeah, what yeah. do you see? What do you see? Uh, I see, so I, I see a lot of growth in, in who I am today versus when I was sitting in the room and Steve was announcing that he was going to do reinventing in Arizona. And I remember sitting in the seat and I thought, oh my gosh, this is such a great opportunity. I could bring this client, this client, this client, and this person, and that person, and and that's what I created. That's what I did, and uh, and I did it in about ten days. I had created, and Steve was elated because he he uh, um, it hadn't taken off the way that he wanted it to. Of course, you know it was the first time that he was doing it, and. Uh, I, I was just like, this is, this is amazing. I know I can do this. I was so passionate. And what it really showed me back then was that when I'm super passionate about something, there's nothing that will ever stop me or get it in my way. And then, yeah, then I went on um, with Steve and with Alex Mill, um, who's my partner, uh, to run the 20 and host the 2017 here in Colorado and then we hosted again in 2018 here in Colorado and Steve flew in each time and it was when I reflect on those experiences of running an event and enrolling for an event it's incredible incredible and being on the stage really really fun yeah I have to say that being on the stage was more fun than the enrollment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the enrollment was great because I was in a lot of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. With people. Yeah. And I, I relate to that a little. I've done, I haven't done that much, you know, what we might call public speaking, being on stage. I certainly have done it. And, um, and I've done it a couple of times and it kind of bombed, but um, I've still had fun, I have to say, but I can relate to that. Like even in this, so here I am like as the host of this podcast, and I think, um, this is the 80th episode I've recorded. It's amazing. I can't uh, believe that. And yeah. um, well, having said that, I know there are people who do hundreds, but yes, I just like, I think 
that then it makes complete sense that I just feel so at ease in doing this compared with that guy that I listened to yesterday, episode two, like I say, it was very rigid. Um, and there, there is just such an ease and the beauty in that, like that this it's, it's almost like just reflecting in this moment that the growth yeah. is kind of like just simply becoming more free. A lot of freedom, right? That you feel uh, really confident. You have things to share with people that are of great value. And because that you have so many more experiences mm-hmm. under your belt. Yeah. 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 And, oh, by the way, one of my favorite memes I've seen says something like, Good, ju- good judgment comes from experience. Experience comes from bad judgment. I quite like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, Karen, you were about to do ACS for a third time. Come on, you've told me you, you've done it nine times. Now, uh-huh. I would say when people ask me about Steve Chandler's ACS, um, they'll ask me like, would you recommend doing it? And it's always a wholehearted Yes, even though I then want to get curious about where they're at, because it really doesn't matter where they're at. They can be a multi-million dollar coach who've been coaching for 30 years and you would still have a wonderful experience or somebody who's never coached and just starting out. I mean, really, that's mm-hmm. my view of it. But I, 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 yeah, if somebody asked me about it, I'd say it's one of the best things I've ever done, not just professionally, not just training, but in my life, like really the impact just on my life. And uh, I could share why that is, but you've done it nine times, Karen. So what has somebody go through a program nine times? Consecutively. Consecutively. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nine times. And only once did I miss one of the in-person meetings. And it was only because I was running another event. Um, But it's, it, and I would do it a 10th time, Phil. However, uh, Steve is retiring and Steve Chandler's retiring and there won't be a 10th time. And the last session is on Thursday and Alex and I are running it and we're doing uh, a circle conversation uh, for the entire group. It's about 45 coaches and talking about what, what were their top insight so everyone has the opportunity to share and really anchor in what they learned in the ACS this last time and then Alex is going to walk them through a vision of the next chapter and where they take everything so that's Thursday and that's the close for the ACS and it's but what makes me um what made me go through the ACS nine times and you would think that it's the same each time, but it's not true. Uh, Steve is an amazing teacher, an amazing, uh, I'd say, communicator. And as you recall, Phil, so funny and humorous. And so as he was growing, and he, you know, he's my one-on-one coach as well. And he, as he was growing, all of us were growing into that experience with him. And so it was never the same. I was always a different listener in the room. And I, people would see me taking notes and they thought I was taking notes on what Steve was saying. And yet I could predict what was, you know, I could predict everything that was coming. And 
Um, and then you know, there were some new things too that I couldn't predict. But what I was taking notes on was, oh, this idea, that idea, this client. Oh, I could take this. I could share this with my kids, this with this person. And so I was literally sitting there writing down names and ideas and programs and things that I could create and things I could do. So for me, just being in the room, being in the energy and meeting all these other amazing people like Steve and Maurice, they really attract this incredibly high caliber of, of human beings into that room. And so there was, there was that experience too, of just being in the energy of these other amazing people and um, learning and being, and being inspired and being inspired. And so, and now I have the opportunity to take that inspiration out into the world. And I just feel so incredibly grateful. Some people call Steve the godfather of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And to have spent these last several five years from, well, from 2013 to 2020 in his um, space and his energy and in his teachings has been amazing. Amazing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed I started feeling a little emotional. Okay. I, when you okay. about, I was just yeah. going to say, I'll get emotional if I think about it too much more. Yeah, it's, you know, it's yeah. Steve retiring and it being the last ACS and all that kind of stuff. My goodness. Um, yeah, just yeah. no words really, no words really for that. You, um, we, could, we could make this whole episode and more, of course, really about Steve, but, but I want to talk about you. Okay. I'd like to touch about Steve as well, but I want to talk about you. So you mentioned something, Barry, and I don't want to brush over this because like, um, I will have encouraged when I put this out there, I will have encouraged people to listen to the first episode again first. But you mentioned in that, I love this about this reinventing yourself weekend and the idea you have of bringing, of bringing your clients along to that. Like, mm. wow, I never even, I had never considered that. What a, an amazing idea of like, yes, I'm going to this event like for me, like to, for my own growth and my development and indeed for my opportunities. And then, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to bring clients and indeed prospects or whatever, just bring along people that I know I'm connected to who would also benefit. Come on, come into my world if you like for a while. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like as a little follow up, like, could you share with us what was, you know, what, what did that bring about for you or indeed your clients and prospects? What... Well, I, um, I had organized a breakfast there at, at reinventing for all the people that had come mm -hmm. that I knew. And I organized a dinner as well. And um, it was really fun because I said to the people, I said, okay, now what I want you to do for breakfast is sit next to someone you don't know because there were some couples that came and, and it was one of the just most fun breakfasts ever. Because what I did was I said, okay, I want you to spend three minutes each introducing yourself to each other. And then that other person that, that has just met you will share about who you are for them. So they all had like three minutes 
to learn about each other than to tell the table at the end. And they had to remember everything. And one of my clients who I was working with at the time, uh, when it came her turn to share who she was sitting next to and what they were about, she made it all up. And it was hilarious. (laughs) I'm sitting there going, that's not true. And I was really the only one that knew. (laughs) But it was like that. You know, it was just fun. And uh, everyone who went, they were so grateful. They were so grateful to be in that kind of experience and that I would bring them to that, to have that experience. And reinventing was very, very similar. And I really like to introduce my clients to one another so that they can get to know each other. And so I've gone to weddings, Phil, where one of my clients had met a woman. I was working with him. um, And so he invited me to the wedding because he felt like I was part of how that was created. And then he invited one of my other clients who I had introduced him to because they had become great friends. So there I am. I'm at one of my clients' wedding with another one of my clients, his wife. You know, it's just, you know, it's it's just so great to be in community. Even though you're the coach, you're 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 the also the connector, you're the one and, and these people. Uh, that I've coached, they're they're like my friends for life, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that piece is something that comes up in conversation time and time again with me, with friends and with clients. Like, um, And it's a great segue, actually, into something I noted down that I wanted to just revisit with you. Um, That, you know, to me, it looks like, well, my clients can't help but be friends. Like they might not be initially, but coaching is such an intimate relationship. It's like mm. it's friends plus, you know, right. it's, it, yeah. it, we can't not do, not have that real love and trust that you would have with your absolute best friend. You can't not have that with a client. Well, perhaps you can, but for me, that's like, I, that's what I want. And that is really what I call for in my coaching relationships. Like this is, yeah. this is friendship plus. So could you speak to that? Because also I'd like to just really then bring into that, that idea, because there was something you touched on here that I noticed, like listening to you, there was a lot going on for me yesterday. They're like, okay, I can listen to you and just, yeah, so much I admire about you, Karen. And there was this piece where I realized how rigid I was and how much at ease I am now, both in, in, gosh, I mean, even just since moving to Bali eight months ago, right? I, I don't feel I'm the same person as I was when I arrived here. We are always growing. And again, as I touched on earlier, there is that growth, perhaps just becoming more and more free. I feel much lighter, but about yeah. everything. So I noticed that in the podcast, yes, but certainly in my coaching conversations, like there's, there's nowhere near as much structure. There is just there's much more of a purity to the presence, yeah, which is freedom yeah. in and of itself. But there's that thing about professional versus social. And there was a little thing that you said in that conversation in the, you know, four years ago, nearly uh, about that you were still very, very clear on that and on those boundaries where I was at that point sensing that I was kind of doing less of that, that there was becoming less of a distinction for me. 
And I also noticed as you were talking about your clients meeting each other, I was thinking, yeah, would I be, would I be okay with that? Like, I think that's a great question to consider as well, because if I want to be completely authentic and in alignment and honest in integrity, all those lovely, beautiful labels that we use, Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm just, I'm just me. And it's a beautiful thing for my clients to to meet each other. So I kind of wonder if I'm feeling any discomfort at that idea, there might be something for me to look at there. So could you speak to that piece really about, yeah, yeah clients, friendship, social versus professional? How does that look yeah. to you? Okay. So um, in terms of my clients, I, my motto and my mantra is that I have an unrelenting belief in them. Unrelenting. No matter what, I'm right there with them. And so when you show up that way for your clients, you can't help but absolutely fall in love mm-hmm. with them. It's this unconditional love and that, that you feel. Which, and like you said, you create this, such an intimate uh, container of trust for them. And so I'm coaching five coaches now who are all focused in working with business, right? They're business coaches. And so, and I coach all of them individually. And when COVID-19 hit, I really felt like they needed more support. And so I was talking with Steve Chandler, my coach, and he said, you know, Karen, why don't you just do like a coffee with Karen? I was like, oh, I love that idea. That's such a great idea. And so I did. I I reached out to my coaches and said, hey, you want to do a coffee with Karen? It'll be early on Friday mornings. But we'll just talk. We won't. There's no coaching. I'll bring in some questions. I'll bring in, you know, sometimes I do uh, like centerings and meditations. Last week I brought in some quotes and, you know, we just talk. And they've all said that they, it's such a great way to kick off a Friday where they just feel more alive and awake in their day. And then they go off and they have conversations, right? And with each other and they're helping each other. And so you're again, really building that community. And, and so, and, and of course, as the coach, you have to, it's setting your ego aside that I don't have to have the best ideas, right? That I'm just there. And whatever occurs and is created in the conversation is what happens. And it, at the end, this last time, uh, I said to all of you, know, I always say, um, and hey, you guys, I, I love you. Okay, have a great day, right? And um, one, it turns out that one of my coaches had sent a message in. She's in the ACS, you know, is it appropriate to say that you love your clients? And um And so I'd said at the end, I didn't know that. I was like, I always tell my clients I love them because I really do. Mm -hmm. It's not that 
it's not that hard to fall in love. It's so easy to fall in love, right? And I think that if there's anything I've learned in all my years of coaching is how easy it is to fall in love yeah. with, pe- with people, with human beings. Yeah. So, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So I share that. I share that story uh, about community. And then the other part of your question was, but what about the difference between social and professional? And I think I was very confused when I first started coaching, uh, where I was breaking boundaries and doing all kinds of, you know, what new coaches do. And over the years, it's become really um, easy to know between social and professional, and especially when your life partner also is a coach and we live in the same house. Like you cannot <laughs> be coaching your life partner <laughs> without permission <laughs> and vice versa, right? So, and, and you know, just to see the distinction between uh, when you're chatting and boom and then you drop in and you and it's now it's professional so and that that it's like that's so helpful actually just listening to you because it's become even clearer in me and i don't think i'm uh, it's like i feel i'm in alignment with even how i see it clearly in this moment right it's just this reflection it's not like oh i have been doing it differently to this it's become clear what i have been doing which is that again it's another analogy that steve come up with about and this there's the dating analogy for client creation. I love that. That seems to that seems to be so helpful. Approach, you know, the whole client creation as you might with dating. But also um, being professional as opposed to social. The analogy of like if you met your doctor. I mean, he might he might be the, or even the, yeah. I'm gonna stick with this. If you met your doctor, what's different perhaps in coaching is you get all of me. Like I'm hiding nothing, right? And I really am. I'm not different with my friends that I am with my clients. Certainly not. In fact, there's, I probably, you probably get, well, you're uncertain. Absolutely. You get more of me because I, I really hide absolutely nothing as a coach. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a, I guess the social and professional thing is much more to me about like structure, like, okay, we're not going to have this conversation in this social kind of casual setting in a way that if you bumped into your doctor, you know, in the supermarket or wherever, and he might ask you, well, how's that thing going on with your knee? You know, perhaps right. a bit of small talk, but he's not going to ask you to pull up your, the leg of your pants and start examining you there and then, you know, yes. in, in the toilet roll aisle or whatever, right? Of a supermarket, mm-hmm. you are going to take that conversation into his professional setting. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Karen, I just, I don't know that I really, I, I heard you say that there's been a lot of growth, but when you do reflect back on those four years, is there anything for you that, that actually looks different that you could make more real for us? Like what is it? I mean, are you doing anything different? Has your clientele changed? And, and for sure, I heard you saying that you're coaching some other coaches as well, which seems to be a natural thing for us to do. And we've done our own apprenticeship, if you like, um, in the profession. Yeah. But yeah, I'm curious, like what is, what is different? What is different? Yeah, that's probably, um, I've been coaching coaches now for several years, 
but to be coaching five coaches that are all focused in on business and executive coaches mm, is about the last two or two or three in the last year more so um still coaching entrepreneurs executives my my love um but i'm working on a book so that's that's what's coming next and then i'm also working on creating a sanctuary here for my clients so they can fly in to work with me i've had a lot of clients fly in to do my two-day accelerators and i had five that were coming in between march and may of this year and all those are postponed obviously but um I'm optimistic. I love working with people in person. I love doing my two-day accelerators. So that I've, that I've been doing a lot, a lot of those, a lot of in-person work mm-hmm. where people are flying in to work with me. So that's changed um, quite a bit in the last four, four years. And the book, I just love this idea. And it was Alex, my partner and I, we do these morning walks on Saturdays and Sundays, hikes now in the mountains. But uh, um, it's about how to be a great coaching client. And the, the coaches that I've talked to are really excited about this book uh, so that they can give it to their clients so that their clients can get the most out of the experience of coaching Mm. and for my clients that I've talked to about it, they're excited because wouldn't it be great for them to have, it's not going to be a big book. It's going to be, you know, hundred, 115 pages, something that's really easy that they can pick up. That's light and fun and will give them a real, insight into who they can be and the possibilities what they can create inside of coaching and what they kind of that whole insight to what they need to understand and know when they hire a coach so it picks up right from the moment they fired a coach and takes them into the journey of coaching and i don't think there's anything out there like it so we're really excited. Well, and I think you are um, certainly somewhat unique in many ways, of course, Karen, but in this respect and the circles that I mix in, because I don't know of any other coach who themselves is coached has been a client as consistently yeah. as you, right? I know you mentioned in our previous conversation, you have been consistently coached yourself yeah. since 2009. And I mean, me, like I, I I've been, I mean, I'm working with a coach now and it's so, so, so helpful. Um, absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, but I've had periods of like a couple of years where I haven't. Yeah. So you have a wealth of experience of being on, you know, both sides, you know, of the table. Yeah, um, I, I do. I do. I'm, I definitely am uniquely qualified because um, I've invested you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to go back and add it all up. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could, we could be getting close to seven figures. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot in, in the experience and 
and making sure that I get a return on my investment, making sure I get the most out of the experience. And I'm always looking ahead. And so you don't even know this, but when Steve's, when he retires, I finished with Steve in March of 2021. And I start with Steve Hardison in Mm -hmm. April of Good Friday, April of 2021, April 2nd. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Oh my gosh. I've been very fortunate to spend some time with Steve Hardison also. And that's, yeah, a a very unique experience also. So uh, excited for you, excited for uh, for all the coaches you work with and for everybody that will come to read this book. I know it will be, it will be beautiful. It will be so useful. Um, I'd really, I'm going to, I want to, I want to poke even a little bit more. I like to do. Okay. Go ahead. What's different, if anything, about Karen? Oh, what's different. Hmm. You know, Phil, what I would say is it feels like I've just kind of dropped in to myself that I feel, I feel a lot of freedom and, and I don't have a lot of um, trepidation or anxiety or I just love like, and I know where I'm headed and I know that coaching is my home stretch career and it's just I feel really solid very solid um yeah it feels really good and and yet then now here's another thing though it feels like uh there's another level for me that I really want to challenge myself. I heard a podcast with Marshall Goldsmith recently, whom I absolutely love and adore. And he was talking to a young coach and he asked her, do you want to be famous? And she didn't answer the question. She answered another question. He said, no, no, I asked you, do you want to be famous? And, and she still didn't want to answer. And he said, you know, you said you want to make an impact. If you want to make an impact, you need to be famous in order to make an impact, the biggest impact possible. Mm-hmm. And so I just heard this podcast last week and that's, I've been uh, contemplating that because there, there's, there's more for me. There's, there's an, another whole level that's possible here. Um, so even though there's this kind of dropped in and there there's this confidence and comfort and freedom there's more to come yeah and i relate to that i I so relate to that one thing that's come clear to me this time around in working with my current coach is i'm I'm reshaping my business really to reflect like i don't know if i've been hiding it for long or whether it's just a desire that i've been resisting for a little while but like it's just as coaching does it helps you get really clear in so many aspects of life, but it's, I've become really clear of what I want, what I want to do, what I want my life to look like, and indeed what I want my business to look like. And it's like, I feel now this assuredness, this ground, like it, it feels now that that's inevitable. There's, it nice. just feels that stepping into it, it's now inevitable that that happens. And I, and, and I know, I've witnessed time and time again that that's so powerful. 
that's so powerful to really just be in that place about what you want, that it is inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a struggle. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back. I mean, I'm really conscious of our time here. I want to come back to coaching businesses because there's a great like circle there because um, yeah, I'm aware that that's like you described that as your love. By the way, point point of correction. It's like you know, I want to add a correction here. In my notes here, I noted that when we spoke last time, it was your about to go through ACS your fourth time, not your third time. But anyway, ah, still, okay. but it's still nine times, which is amazing. Um, coaching businesses. So you're working with these coaches. Like we we love this, don't we? If there is there one thing, and of course there isn't. I remember actually one one of the times when you were peer coaching me whilst we were in ACS. I was looking for the golden, the golden pill, so to speak. Right. And of course there isn't one. Mm -hmm. So, but is there some gem of wisdom anyway, out of the wealth of wisdom (laughs) that you could share with people who um, do want to develop as coaches and work with businesses? Like what, what's most helpful do you think for them to see? Hmm. Well, one of the, I'll just share from my own experience. One of the things that had has really helped me be successful working with entrepreneurs, working with executives, is that I lived that life, right, for eighteen plus years, and I knew the struggles. And I knew, had the experiences, and I understood the politics, I understood the bureaucracy, uh, and I had been inside many, many businesses, and from large to small. And then with my um, consulting company, where we're doing employee engagement, worked with some very, very large businesses, like HP and Cisco and Pfizer. And so, that was that brought a level of understanding as to what my clients were experiencing and so i and i understood the lingo i understood you know the jargon i understood um and if i didn't i wasn't afraid to ask and i didn't put executives or, or CEOs of companies on pedestals because I knew what kept them up at night. I knew what they were facing, right? And my big, my big purpose or mission is to bring more love, care, kindness, and humanity, right, into the workplace. And so when you come from that place, it's really fun to be able to show them that they can lead with heart and and to watch that transformation occur and so that that's what i found to be really really helpful for me on my journey is to have been there and uh and to have been in the boardrooms and to have had those experiences and know what they were facing. 
huge, hugely important. Yeah. Yeah. Hugely important. And so I noticed that because I've been in corporate. Yeah. I did 26 years in corporate, Mm -hmm. 20 Mm -hmm. years or so in various leadership positions. The last one was heading up a huge part of an organization, 400 people reporting into me. And um, I kind of, (laughs) for years, I just like set that aside, overlooked that. And it's only recently, relatively recently, I've been embracing that. Yeah. And so what you also remind me of in that was, uh, I guess, one of the biggest, biggest things that I learned from Steve. Um, I mean, there's a million things, right? But there's one thing that, that shows up over and over. He said, almost as a throwaway comment, I think, as often wisdom seems to show up as a throwaway comment. He said uh, at one of the ACS weekends that curiosity is a beautiful expression of love. Yeah. And and with all my clients, not just those that are that are that are coaches, but with all my clients, um, and pointing them towards curiosity instead of going into any situation like with that knowing. And I think yeah. this is certainly applicable in business. Even if I've got 26 years experience in corporate, it's still going to be really helpful for me to go into any organization with curiosity. I tell my co- clients who are coaches, and again, similar to you, that's not a, that's not any part of the main focus of my business. It's a supplemental area, but um, the curiosity will get you all the clients that you want. That's right. That's right. And, yeah. and to just, generously listen to them right Mm. to be really generous in your listening so i want to ask you so you i I know you won't mind i said of course we want to talk about you but both of us have have been deeply impacted by the man's work by steve chandler's work right yeah so so it kind of just feels appropriate in this moment really to um just reflect and and I'm going to ask you like the impossible question because I couldn't I couldn't really answer this but let's just see Uh-oh. what occurs yeah <laughs> I know a question yeah you know what's coming right like so is there yeah. something well just wonder in this moment like in this moment yeah. what occurs to you that's perhaps that you've learned from Steve that's had had you know, I'm not going to say the most impact but yeah ah. Uh. Uh, generosity, generosity, commu- and fearless community. Yeah, he's really taught me to. You know how we were talking earlier about bringing people mm-hmm. to reinventing, right? Well, some people might be concerned that you're bringing all your, you know, clients and potential clients into a room full of coaches. I don't worry about that. And, and Steve really taught me, you know, just absolutely be there for your, for your, your clients and potential clients and be the one, be the one that shares everything whether they work with you or not. Uh, so really be generous. Um, and, and I think that's really what he's known for, you know, that uh, he just sends books to people. Um, left, right, center. <laughs> and, or um, he's just so incredibly generous. And he's generous 
in his attributions, uh, his influencers, people he's learned from. He encouraged me to go work with George Pransky. He encouraged me to go see Warner Earhart in Cancun. He, Byron Katie. I mean, he's influenced me in so many ways. And, and he's the one who suggested that I go work with, with Hardison as well, you know? And so that's the coach that I want to be for my clients. And, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke here. Listening to you talk of Steve, I also hear, I also hear you speaking about you because that is what I see in you, that generosity and that love. Um, so really, Karen, thank you. As I said, really, I so appreciate I'm alive at the same time as you um, well, and to have you in my life so thank you for taking the time today thank you for everything that you do thank you for your generosity and how you thank up. you thank you yeah so fun phil thank you really great and there we have it i hope you enjoyed this coaching life revisited episode with the incredibly generous karen davis as i said during our conversation i don't know of any other coach who uh, has invested in themselves to the same extent as karen and that constant openness to learning and evolving is what has her bring such a grounded presence to any conversation. She is certainly someone I continue to admire in this beautiful profession. And as always, I'd love to hear from you, what you've got from this conversation and how you will use that in your coaching practice. Please get in touch and maybe we'll explore together how you can use what you've heard and anything else that will help you build your prosperous coaching life if you've enjoyed this and other episodes please take a couple of minutes to leave a review on apple podcast it makes a huge difference to help others find us and if you do that please let me know so i can thank you personally and please do share these episodes with your coaching friends and colleagues to help them get an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life until next time thank you very much for listening i wish you much love and joy